This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, disembodied hot girl voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I'm Robert. Oh, and for we got a guest. I know. It's, it's too exciting. I tell you what. we oh, right there. I know. You can see him, too. Well, those of you watching on YouTube, which you should be watching on YouTube, you can always. see our guest. Yes, always follow us on YouTube. But we talk to ourselves so often that we finally decided to bring someone along for the ride. Um, today we have with us a very exciting guest, and I love his stuff. It's so, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. It's beautiful. Beautiful comics, um, very well drawn, and in a unique genre that I think is uh, needing to have some more time in the comic book world. And Dwayne is with us, the owner of the comics we're going to talk about today. Dwayne, first off, exactly the name of the company and exactly the name of the comic comics, right? Because you got a collection now. Yeah, we're, we're, getting, we're getting up there. We got a lot yeah. of comics and comics that we have currently. So yes, hello everybody. My name is Dwayne Robinson. I am the owner of Animation Comics um, and, Ent and Entertainment LLC. And um, our company is uh, basically what it says in our name, you know, but we knew when we first started that um, animation was going to be something that we would have to probably put in the back burner because let's be honest, animation does cost a lot of money. <laughs> but we are huge fans of comics, you know, my brother more so than me. But uh, so we, we knew that we had to start at the comics, and that's what we're doing now. We currently have uh, two titles, um, Michael's Nightfall, Michael's Awakening, and Salvation, Issue Zero. Um, we're currently working on uh, Salvation, Issue One, as we speak. Wow. And we're hoping that it can probably be done by the end of the month. Wow. Um, we had a few setbacks that we had to handle personally, but now we're back on board with uh, getting it done. Well, let's talk about Nightfall first because this is unique and this is a, a very untouched market for comics because you think comics, first thing you think of is right, is superheroes. Correct, yeah. This yeah. is not that, but this is such an interesting concept. Talk to us a little bit about where this idea came from for this for this quote-unquote hero story. <laughs> quote-unquote. Well, you know, originally the story, you know, uh, we wanted to do something that we kind of just wanted to get our names out there. So we agreed that we were going to do horror first. Um, and so I, as I was trying to come up with some ideas for stories, you know, I, this was around the time when Twilight just came out. And, you know, I, it was such a big buzz. I just wanted to kind of give it a shot and see, how, you know, because the trailers, I was like, I'm not feeling it. But, you know, <laughs> give it a shot. You know, you, you, it's better to see it for yourself than, you know, see what from a trailer or whatnot. Sure. I learned that from Suicide Squad. Uh -huh. nice. But, um, yeah, so I saw it and I was just so, so disappointed. Oh, my God. Especially when it came to uh, the werewolf, you know, the, right. he turned into a huge giant chihuahua with fur. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, no, this, this is, this is not because, no. you know, and, you know, at first I wanted to do uh, uh, vampires because vampires are still very popular more so than sure. werewolves. But that was another reason why I wanted to do a werewolf story was because they're not really the ones that are always as the main characters in movies. They're either the sub characters or you think of movies like uh, uh, Underworld. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wanted to do a story like that and I wanted to make it more urban. Mm -hmm. um, where it's in present day, not so much uh, 
in the past or, you know, kind of like in the woods or whatnot like that, where they usually have stories with doing, dealing with uh, werewolf stories. So, um, but the, the, the unique thing about the story is that not only is it in present time, there's, a, there's another world outside of the world that we all know. So that's what's uh, the main key about the story. But the, the, the main story really is about the main character. His name is Michael Fash. Um, now, th- th- just to go back on the name. Um, yes, please. Anime fans, I don't know if you <laughs> recognize the last name Fash. That was insane. I'm a huge anime fan, you know? And mm-hmm. one of my favorite animes is actually Trico. Mm-hmm. Main character. Yeah. His name yeah. is Bash to stay Okay, Pete. I was going to say, wait a minute. I know that name from somewhere. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, so uh, yeah. in the beginning of the story, that's also. exactly what you see. Uh, there's, there's, there's tons of Easter eggs in my comic. I like to throw Easter eggs in the story just uh, to make people go, oh, I recognize that. Oh, I know some things. So some <laughs> things you might see, and then there are some things that you probably won't recognize. There's some things are a little more personal with people that actually know me personally. Oh, but nice. uh, like so I, shout outs to your fans and family and everything as well. Exactly, exactly. Nice. See, that's always nice to be able to do that. Yeah, you know, because I... I uh, wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for my friends and family, you know what I mean? They help uh, mold my personality and become the man I am today, give me confidence and whatnot. So that's my way of saying thank you to everybody that, you know, always looked out for me and, you know, my friends and family. Right, right. And you get a lot of inspiration for the story, like the, the human side of the story from your personal life, or is it all just completely... A little bit just of all- I would say um, anytime when I'm creating uh, female characters, I always try to make the characters more powerful, more human. You know, I want, I don't, I ne- I never was really a fan of just having the damsel in distress, you know, type of uh, female character. So I always tried to make them where they can hold their own and they're pretty much badass. And um, all of my characters, female uh, wise, are pretty much can they can hold their own. There's, uh, whether there's Tori, who is, uh, well, I don't want to really give away what Don't give away too much, yeah, but you yeah, got, you know, well, but that's, there's, cha- there's, that's a challenge for, for, I mean, let's be honest, we're all guys here. So it can be a challenge for a guy to write a realistic, strong female role, right? I mean, you have to have a long, strong woman in your life to be able to kind of say, okay, that, I want it to be that person, you know, right. and you got to use that as kind of your your template to a certain extent. So you want to make them three-dimensional. You know, it, it's easy to have, oh, no, she's got a huge sword and she can, okay, that's fine. But that's not really what makes a, a human, a person, a strong character. It's really their, the dialogue, right? Right, so yeah. When you're coming dialogue up with is this, very important, yeah. Right. And so for you, where does, where does that kind of inspiration come from for you? Well, you know, um, I think uh, the inspiration really starts from my mom and it kind of works its way down from all the other females that I kind of grew up with uh, over the years. Um, my mom was a very educated woman. So uh, the mother in the Nightfall story is very educated too, but she's also got her sassy side, um, you know, very similar to my mom. And that's kind of what I kind of wanted to incorporate. But the main thing I wanted to incorporate before any of that was her love for her son. You know, I wanted to show that she really will is willing to sacrifice everything for her son. And that was basically, you know, that's what you kind of are introduced right when you see her is that you, she's a smart woman. But, you know, she's uh, going through some things when she first came into the town. And uh, you, you realize that 
after that end of the issue that she really sacrificed a lot. And when you go into the second issue, it's even uh, added on to it even more when it goes back into the backstory of who uh, Michael's mom is, Diana. And, uh, and it also introduces a few more new characters in the issue too. Well, now you do the art, you also done the story. Did you did you go to like any school or something? Tell me about how like you got into that. Like, did were you always good at drawing, or did you have to practice on it? How did you get to this point? Like, give us like give us the whole story behind that. Um, practicing, practicing. Uh, I had a I had a friend. Uh, my friend um, was really really uh, a great artist, but he never really um, really thought that going to school he could make money off of doing it. But, you know, I, I didn't know he was. One day I just went to his house and he was just drawing something. I was like, what are you doing? What, do you, what is this? You know, what is, what is it, when you start doing this? And he was like, oh, man, you know, I do it on the side. And I was like, this is great. Like, you need to, like, start doing something with this. You know, I guess that was the Capricorn side of me, you know. But I was like, oh, man, you got you to gotta work on this. You got to do something. You got to add some color. And he was like, oh, man, you, you got a lot of ideas. He's like, well, you know. Why don't you try to draw something? And I was like, I can't even draw a stick figure, brother. And, you know, so he, he broke it down really easily for me. And we started out as, uh, you know, doing similar just faces, like how we're all standing right now, not full body. And uh, really just making small details and adding it and adding it. Adding, you know, that was one thing that I really did really take in consideration is the how time consuming art truly is. You know, I just thought, you know, hey, you put it together, throw a circle, draw eyes and then you know, that's it. You know, <laughs> so much more time involved, yeah. you know, so that's what I had to really learn. And over the years, I just got better and better. And he still even to this day still, you know, gives me a little hints of like, hey, man, you should add this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even see that, you know. So it's always it's always good to have him, uh, my friend, uh, helping me every now and again. No, but with the colors, though, I didn't I didn't do the colors. I had to uh, hire someone who's now part of the company, my friend um, John Cruz, who helps with the coloring. So that's always good too. I, I really oh, that that was going to be my next question to you was about that part. Like when you were layering all your art together, like the different disciplines. Like, how, did you realize like? Wow, there's a lot more to this than just the final product, right? Like absolutely. all those things that you have to put into it. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the things that. Uh, but at that at that point, when it, when it came to doing the comics, I was already prepared about that. You know, it's just when I very from the very beginning when I very start first started doing this, that's when it was like, oh man, I didn't know you have to do so much. You know, I didn't know about flattening and you know the pencils and inks so many other things but as i got ready for, to do the company i was already prepared for that stuff just um i i never really been too really good with coloring so i wanted to hire someone and i wanted to make sure that if i hired someone i wanted to make sure that they were actually willing to be a part of the company therefore when we're ready to do another issue i wouldn't have to go searching anywhere i would already have my team to just get ready to go and that's where we are right now, even though I, I still am looking to hire more artists and, and colors and things of that nature. So, um, you know, we are a publishing company. You know, I want to help publish other people's stories as well as my own. That was, was going to be my next question, because, you know, there's a couple of different ways to go about building a company like this. Right. Because is a comp now you have three things in your name. You said the animation is going to be on the back burner for later. But I also noticed that you have like the entertainment part looks to be kind of like reviews and things of that nature. Is that heavy? Is that kind of, are you using it as an outlet for cross promotion or is that a separate piece 
from the comic book itself? How, how does that fit in? Because the animation makes sense, but... Yeah, I would I would say it's a little bit of both. You know, I enjoy um, always kind to uh, look at movies or video games. And, you know, when I'm with my friends, you know, they always like, man, that's, that was pretty, that was well thought, you know, you should actually write a review. So, you know, it started as that and it kind of just grew into more of a, now that I have my company, you know, why not, you know, show our opinions on things. But um, I am looking to actually probably maybe one day have a YouTube page where we have uh you know, different things outside of just the comics and the animation spectrum, you know, maybe like having a few skits, comedy skits and, and you know, things of that nature, you know, that actually dwells on the entertainment aspect. You know, I'm a writer through and through along with my artwork. Um, so, you know, I've always wanted to do music, too. Mm. So, you know, that might add to that entertainment aspect. You know, we just really want to cover all formats, really. Nice. You know, and that's that's kind of what we're aiming for with ACE. Nice. And that's kind of a cool concept because you could then have kind of the, the structure in place that let's say you 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 get one of these stories, you, you, say you have your two main stories right now and you want to, okay, we have the comic. We're going to make an animated show or maybe an animated movie out of it. Okay, we got, we have the ideas, you have the brain, with brainchild there. And the entertainment side, you can take that and say, okay, what if, you know, things happen and we make a, make a live movie out of it? You know, and you can kind of try, you know, triage that and you have it all kind of set up and get that structure for each piece. But for right now, you're saying that the focus for you guys is really that comic book piece, getting yeah. that kind of organized. Are you building a universe? Is that your goal? Or are you building great stories that are singular in their focus? So they aren't connected. They're just good stories. Well, I would say for the stories that we have right now, as I said before, we do have Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. And, um, in, well, to give you an example, one of the Easter eggs that I have in the first issue of Nightfall, Michael's Awakening, is that they, him, Michael, the main character, and his girlfriend, they go to the movies. The, one of the movies that they're going to see is Salvation. Ah, okay. In Salvation that they're actually going to see. The funny thing about it is that when they're in the movie, they're, they're talking, and uh, his girlfriend, um, Melissa, is like, wow, this is a good movie. Um, who told you about this? And in the in the comic, in the beginning of the story, there's a there's a, a football player. His name his nickname is Ace, and so he says, Ace told me that this was a good movie. Ah, so it all nice. comes full nice. And honestly, that's what that's what this the, the Nightfall story truly is about. It's not a it's not a straightforward story. Um, you know, uh, it's it's kind of uh, where it seems like it's a little bit of slice of life type story where, you know, everything is just a normal kind of story, but then it kind of speeds up really fast when his mother tells him the truth of who he truly is. Mm. And um, it goes, it's in many different ways you see that. And you see it in the artwork because originally the whole story starts in black and white. But when, when you realize, or when he realizes, or you as a reader, as both really, mm. start to see that this world is actually starting to truly open up to him or for lack of better terms, it started to awaken. Mm -hmm. That's when it goes into color. And um, that's when the story really starts to pick up and uh, it gets really fast paced. You know what I mean? I think that kind of messes up with a, little pe a lot of people because you know it, the pacing seems like it's kind of sped up too much maybe. And then it kind of goes back down, but then it goes back up. But that's kind of what I wanted the story to be like. I, I didn't really want it to be straightforward. I wanted it to kind of be where 
there's certain scenes where you have to pay attention to everything because mm. in the next issue that we have, you're going to be reading it and you're going to go, wait, what? Who's this? Who's this? And then if you go back to issue one, you're like, oh my God, he was right there the whole time. So, you know, these are things that I, I, the way how I perceive the story is, I would say it's, it's more like puzzles, misplaced puzzles. And then when it all comes down, you know, when it's all put together, then you can go back and then put the pieces together to make it, you know, an actual finished puzzle. So that's kind of how I have that story to be. But the, the salvation story is more straightforward. It's a lot longer, actually. There's a lot more volume. There's a lot deeper <laughs> stuff that's going on in that story. But it's definitely more action-based, too. So for those who want a little bit more action, opposed to just like the story kind of slow grinding and revealing what's going on, then I wouldn't say, you know, salvation is the one for you. So, so when you're telling your story and you're mapping it out, creating the, and you're there like creating the panels, what goes through your mind when you're doing that part of the process? Um, I, I just want the, the panels to still uh, flow very well. Like I want each panel to panel to panel to panel. I want it to uh, flow, but like I said, I still wanted to have um, things where you kind of have like questions about it. That's why I leave certain things out. But when it comes to the panels, those are still, it still flows very well. It's just when you're done with the story as a whole, you might have a few questions. But I, I would say in issue two, most of those questions are being answered, but you still are asked even more questions at the end of it. Which is, uh, well, I think yeah. it keeps you kind of interested, you know? So when the third one comes out, like, oh, man, I can't wait to see who this is and who who did this and so on and so forth. So that's kind of what I always want to do. But when it comes to the panels, we always try to make sure that you understand what's going on, even without um, even seeing the dialogue, the lettering. So that was... Yeah, that, that's what I was... Yeah, that's what I was, try, what I was trying to wonder because the way you were... Especially because you say that you write and draw, so how do you make? How do you like cut your? Do you have like a like a little like a cutoff valve or shutoff valve where you're like, okay, enough in this panel. I don't want there to be too much going on here because I gotta do, I gotta get them to this point, right? I gotta lead the reader to this to this point. So do you go through a lot of struggle in that, or does it just come like um. all in one shot? Not necessarily. I would say that's when my brother comes in because, like I said before, my brother is more the comic guy than I am. I'm more of an animated guy. I like animation uh, stories because that's what I I wanted to go straight for that. Mm -hmm. We realized that early that that wasn't gonna that was not in the cards. So you know that's what he comes in handy and tells me, all right, well this is enough here. Let's let's go to the next page, and then that's what we do. You know, we talk about it, and uh, you know, I always uh, listen to him more because he's the comic guy, he would know. And so, you know, all of the credit when it comes to how uh, the panels are really structured is uh, a great homage to him, you know. That's cool to have that kind of that kind of support system. And it sounds like you have a lot of, as you put it, to the players in play, you know, you have your, your employees, your, your cast of characters that can help with each piece of it. What, what do you see? How far ahead are you in your mind in the story? Um, you know, because again, you know, so, uh, salvation is just starting out. So we're kind of, we're just starting there, mm. but really you're big in your big world view. How far ahead are you? Are you seeing issue 100 yet on, in your mind? I'm prequel. In my head, <laughs> I'm already on the prequel. Because okay. like I said, uh, in the beginning of the issue one, there's, this, it's not a straightforward story. I, I know I right. keep saying it, but it really isn't. Because <laughs> even in the beginning, you know, 
it just talks about um, the the things that his Michael his his mother goes through, um, but it doesn't really dive into it. You know, it right. talks about uh, why it doesn't talk about why they're there. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, there are two worlds that um, that it reside in. That world There's the world that we know in everyday you know lives, but then there's also the world where vampires, witches, and werewolves truly do exist. Mm-hmm. And it's an invisible line. So it, it, it's, be, it's really being explained an issue, too. But the best way I can explain it is, say you two guys, you know, you guys have been friends for a long time. But one of you have a secret. So one day you tell them, like, hey, I'm uh, a werewolf, right? And he's like, no, you're not. So he, he can't, you know, he has, now he's not going to believe you until you actually show him. Because right. there's, there's actually this, uh, um, these powerful witches actually put a curse on the whole world. So the only way that you can actually see the true world is if somebody from that world reveals it to you. Mm. So if I turn right now or you turn into a werewolf and he sees it, then that 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 spell is broken. Interesting. So that because that was going to be the question because you're you you talk about that thin line. I don't want to. I wasn't sure if I should ask because I don't want to give too much away of the story, of course. Because spoiler alert, right? But that is that that real to mystical world, right? There's always that. What's the the? I wouldn't want to call it trope exactly, but that that kind of that you know that piece that makes that mm-hmm. the difference. You know, how does how do you hide it? How do you hide that kind of world from someone, especially when you want that to be your world? Uh, are you then so you, you talk three types of beings that will exist. Are you planning on introducing more types of beings than what you've already mentioned? You don't have to too many spoilers about here, but is that something you want to expand on the the characters in that in that uh, setting? Or is it just going to kind of stick with what you got and just dive deeper? No, I'm definitely going to stick with what I have because uh, I wanted to really have the focus as the werewolves had the main focus. So in the the prequel, they, it's, it's explained what happened to the werewolf. I mean, the, the vampires. The, the vampires pretty much lose a big battle and they mm. get wiped out. Mm. It's not really a spoiler because that's going to actually be told in the third issue. Um, <laughs> so it's not really that much of a spoiler. Not that but, much. <laughs> Not really, you know, just a little bit, maybe. Um, and so, you know, that was something that I'll kind of, like I said, I just wanted to have the main focus as the werewolf stories or lichens. And um, that's pretty much what happens in the prequel. It, it brings back all of the other um, supernatural beings and explains why they're not involved now. Right. Um, but there's, there's, there's different, you know, classifications for... Um, the werewolves too. There's not just um, everybody can turn into whatever. There's something called a legacy line, which is uh, what is the main criteria of what, um, not criteria, but I guess you could say um, structure, I guess. Okay. Of who it's kind of a are. So kind of a structure of the world. So if you're this type of being, here's how you fit in. If you're a a witch or whatever it is, here's how you fit in and just kind of the, the relationships amongst the types of beings or it's also like maybe a hierarchy for in. Yeah, I would say more of a hierarchy. Okay. So basically, uh, if you're if you're part of a legacy line, you're more of a pure blood. Pure blood. Okay. Pure, pure blood. blood, right. Right. So, so it, everybody in your lineage, can, that kind of falls into some of the stories we hear about vampires mostly. You hear that a lot in vampire stories more than others where your grandfather and your father and your bop, 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 you know, going back, we're all this. They didn't 
I mean, I mean, held to steal from the Harry Potter world to a certain extent, right? I mean, pure blood versus muggle, you know, right. muggle family members being blended in, and ooh, you know, why don't like did that. you have to go to Harry Potter? You could have gone to Blade. You know, well, like, Blade, okay, much yeah. cooler reference, right? Yeah. But it's the idea of a pure line versus. I mean, they did it in um, what's her name's vampire uh, stories too. They did Underworld. that kind of yeah, the Underworld. Yeah. They did that too. So they, they, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of just. It's a matter of. Okay, so here here's where it comes. How much of that legacy line and the feeling of the comic really kind of touches on the urban, as you put it, the urban concerns, the urban issues? Is that kind of a backdrop to the overarching story, or is that just, it's there, we get it, but that's not the point here? Yeah, that's for it's it's not that type of story. It's okay. just uh, the the I just wanted to do it in an urban kind of more current environment opposed to doing something either in the past where they're just more regal or in the woods where they're not being seen. That's kind of the, the thing that kind of changes the world between it because the world that they that they reside in is still part of the world that they knew before. It's just everybody that they see doesn't know that they're werewolves. Right, you know, because they right. haven't had that spell broken yet. Which is, but just, they're not. They're, but they don't. But that's the thing. When they, when the family, the Vash family, comes into that world that they're in now, they don't want to necessarily change everything. But right. Because, but because they they were on the run, and when they got into that world, they they're still being chased after by their grandfather, and mm. the grandfather kind of has to make that make, makes them make that decision either to. Do we tell everybody and have mm. them help us, or do we just go alone and try to see if we can um, fight the grandfather? Because the grandfather is basically like the ruler of everything. He has yeah. his hand in everything, whether it be illegal or legal. Wow. And, um, so he's like truly powerful. He's basically like sort of like a ruler of the world. Right, right. Now, that kind of brings a good point. Now, there are obviously then villains unquote right. all right because it's, it's not a classic story but it is a classic story in some respects your villains are own, are you going to have villains on both sides of the, of the fence if you will of both sides of that world and our world are you going to have you know humans that don't know anything about the other world that are bad guys as well as you know grandfather who's definitely a bad guy and ruler on that you're going to have both sides of that coin or is it really going to be just that just that yeah because character? i would say it's a little bit of both because that's what, um, to go back with the legacy line, there's the legacy line and then there's half-breeds and then there's underlings. The mm -hmm. underlings are basically the ones that are humans, but they still side with uh, the grandfather Lucius. And mm -hmm. they accept that he is the all-powerful one and you can't do anything, but I want to join him. I don't care. I don't want to die, so I'm going to join him. Gotcha. And there's the half-breeds who the half-breeds, they have a little bit of blood of uh, like and blood within them so they can turn on a full moon but uh, mm -hmm. if you have a legacy line you can turn at any point interesting okay right that's that definitely leads to a lot of possible stories then. then there is there is a character that that is revealed in issue two who is a part of the vash family who um has a special uh way Surprise. of turning I guess you could say <laughs> she, she, but she is a female. She is a female. Her name is Vivian. Nice. She is uh, the sister of um, Diana. Um, but the way how she turns is uh, very unique. She's, it's only once in a lifetime type of uh, change. You'll see nice. that when you uh, 
get into issue two. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, I, and I will say, considering all the troubles that the comic book industry has right now, just supply, just getting things out there, publishing, you guys seem to be doing pretty well on that front, getting issues ready, getting issues out there, getting them to the people, in people's hands. I know it's been an ongoing struggle for a lot of I mean, you guys have been doing this for what? A couple of years, right? It seems yeah, like Yeah, we started in 2017 and right. uh, we first did the story. We realized there was a lot of things that we uh had to come back and redo, you know? Mm. So when we did that, we we decided to just completely redo everything. The logo, the the story, the artwork in some forms, um the lettering, everything. And mm. so, you know, uh pretty much the beginning of this year is how we kind of really had our restart button. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. this is a bad time to do the restart because this is the same time when the <laughs> hit. But, uh, you know, with me, you know, I just wanted to figure out what was another way for us to really get our names out. And I think uh, making our website really helped a lot because yes. it also uh, enables us to make more merchandise. And, and, you know, for people that are really fans of comics, they can still go there and they can purchase a T-shirt or get a magic cup, you know, something to help support. And that that is always appreciated. But the, the thing that we're going to really try to uh, get done is our Kickstarter because uh, we, we don't have um, the uh, paperbacks for our comics yet. Ah, okay. So that is one thing that we know for everybody that are comic book fans always want to have it in their hand and we want to get that to people as soon as possible so what we're trying to do now is we want to finish um salvation issue one and then when that's done then we're going to um get our, our kickstarter for all of our comics that will be available we're going to have a merchandise we're going to have a whole bunch of things uh prepared for everybody so look out for that hopefully we can get it before the uh, christmas time yes that might be a good idea to have it during christmas too but if not you know we'll definitely uh keep everybody um informed you know the best way to just always be on top of things is just just to simply to subscribe to our website and uh you'll always be notified for anything that we have coming up whether it be uh the comics that we're going to be coming out with because we do have a few a uh, few more future projects that we're going to be revealing soon um or will it be a review for a video game or a movie or, you know, just to talk about our Kickstarter that we have coming up. Yeah. And so your reviews, are those um, just written reviews at this point? Or are you doing audio reviews? Um, right now, they're just written reviews. Uh, okay. I do want to get into maybe doing a video or audio because mm -hmm. I feel that, you know, that that might be a little easier accessible when, you know, you're anywhere or out on the go. You know, you can simply just push play and listen to it while you're, you know, working out or whatnot. So that's what the next thing that we're going to be doing. But I want to I want to make sure that because uh, it's really just me doing the reviews. So <laughs> so it's, I, I want to make sure that I can uh, get maybe two or three more people to do them with me so it can be more of a consistent thing. It's not right. just out of the blue with, the, oh, here's a review, you know, yeah, to be more of a professional and consistent thing. So that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing in the next couple of months. That's very cool. We lost audio on you there, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> we lost your audio completely. My, oh, wait, wait. My bad, guys. There we go. How about now? Is it yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry about that, guys. Not, now that you're not on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, you know, everybody likes to be like their own uh, their own trailblazer, you know, wanting to, wanting to do new things. But who can you cite as like some of your influences, whether it be like uh, whoever's doing it now digitally, like either pop culture 
or like maybe somebody else that's done it before, like maybe somebody traditionally in the comic book world or even an author? Where do you get like some other type of inspiration from? I get inspiration by just looking at so many other uh, indie companies that are doing very well, you know. I look at companies like Advent Comics. They've they've been making comics for I think uh, 10, 20 years now, mm-hmm. and they have so many titles. Every time when I go on Facebook or Instagram, I see another uh, cool comic that they have coming out with, or you know, um, new com- companies like uh, Concrete Comics. They're doing really well. Um, CNS Comics. Uh, there's so many, you know, that I've been seeing, and I'm just like learning but also inspired by them at the same time. And just like, okay, I see that, you know, they're doing very well. And, but I also want to make sure that, you know, I'm not following exactly what they're doing. I want to make my own style, my own thing um, from different from what they're doing, but still very inspired by all of them. Which is kind of an interesting thing about the, about your community, this specific community of independent comic book creators um, in the community, these kickstart companies, for lack of a better term for it, but this group is so very, um, I only, I would say close knit, but very supportive of each other. You know, yeah. it's really, really about the art. It's about the story. It's about the crafting, which is, I find very refreshing as compared to a lot of other industries where it's just not that way. It's like, you know, fighting of the fit- fittest, but there's a lot of you when because uh, we've talked to a few independent comic book guys over the past couple of years. You know, have young, you know, issue one coming out, issue zero, so forth. And, you know, we used to go to the cons and same thing. But you you talk to them about it, and they always mention three or four other guys. I was like, yeah, I love what I'm doing. This is fantastic. But you, you know, these those guys and this guy and so forth. These are also really great comics, and they're they're always promoting each other, which is such a really cool environment. Is that something that you feel being in the position that you feel like, you know, if the time came, you talk to them, that they'd be helpful to you as as you promote them, that they would promote and they they, you know, kind of work with each other. Do you feel that yeah. communal sense yourself? Absolutely. Because uh, um, when I when I started, to, like, I, like I said, when I restarted the company, you know, I, I reached out to a few people. Um, some people reached out to me and I feel a little bad because at the time I was so busy doing so many things. So I wasn't really able to uh, conversate with some people at certain times. But um, at this point now, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, talking to someone about something and, and just being, you know, a helping hand if they need it or, uh, you know, just uh, helping when just giving, you know, a little bit of uh, guidance on, you know, my opinions on what I see. Um, so, yeah, I, but I, even when we go to conventions, I've gone to a few conventions over the years so far, and I remember going to my first one, and, and everybody was just so welcoming, you know, it made me feel really, really good and confident, because I was so nervous, I didn't know what to expect, I, you know, I was like, oh man, it's going to be a, a, you know, a, a comic book company right next to me, I hope they're not, they're not going to, like, you know, get mad, because I'm taking too much of their space, their space, so, you know, just wherever it might have been, but everybody was like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, hey, you need, you need help with anything? And I was just like, yeah, I would appreciate it. So it made me feel very welcoming. And I think that that goes with uh, everybody. Everybody is, uh, even if it's someone new or somebody that's been in the game for a long time, everybody is always trying to help each other and make, so, make sure that they're succeeding. And that's great. I think that's what it should be in any format, you know, whether it be comics, uh, animation or any forms of entertainment. You know, I think the more we could just do as together, 
for everybody to succeed and eat, then the more positive we'll have. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a great community. So you said to subscribe and to like, uh, definitely go to your website. So let's give you some mini promotion time. I saw some of your swag. I know you're wearing one of your shirts right now. Yeah, I have a few actually right here if you guys want to see. Yes, please, if you All would, because right, sure. I know there's some really cool things you guys have. So here you see the Nightfall, uh, the original Nightfall cover for issue one. Yes, it it's in beautiful. Now you did that, colors. right? You did that whole thing. Those come in different colors. No, okay. um, so then we have uh, the Salvation here, which is uh, the Fight for Salvation t-shirt. Um, this here is in uh, the gray, but it comes in all colors, as I said. You might, need to get, you might need to get rid of your background for a hot minute, because I think the background is actually taking over the t-shirt. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, let's try this again. Oh, oh. oh nope. Still see. Now I see the background completely, but not the shirt. It's okay. really cutting it out. Yeah, now I see it, too. <laughs> Uh, come on, oh, get your full logo. <laughs> Got a lot of merchandise on it. Doesn't come on, Gray. It's you can do it. Not coming. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. I think it's the background. It is. It is literally the background color. This is what it's great. Well, at least they know what website to go to. Yes, please go to the website. I I will say this. It is a very well put together website. Uh, um, and it does actually show the merchandise uh, okay, better than it does. You will have full access to the website. You'll have access to all the merchandise um, and, and the comics. Now, all the comics are in digital form right now, correct? Yes. But you are working on that Kickstarter. So where do they go to support you? Just go to the website and everything is linked out there? Right, yeah. All of our um, links to all of our uh, social sites are there at the top and the bottom um, where you go to subscribe. So it's Go a little lower, and it's right there. Our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, everything. Well, it's it's so cool, and I think it's uh, I think you had something special for people that are are listening today, perhaps. Yes, so we do. We have a special uh, promotion or coupon for you guys. So if you type in uh, two nerds uh, twenty, you get twenty uh, percent off of everything in the store. We are actually a coupon. I can't, I can't even right now. That is, that is gold. We are a coupon. I can't believe it. We this, finally made it. We finally <laughs> we made, made it. it. We made it. We're big time. Um, you, this has been amazing, and I can't wait to see. Um, we're definitely subscribing to your website ourselves, so we can make sure we get these physical copies. Because, again, I'll tell you, I and even I think it's the second issue is just the face shot with the two different, the two different color eyes. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, salvation. Yes, that's salvation. Love it. I mean, it's just beautiful artwork, and it's really beautiful colors. So I love what I've seen so far. Some really interesting storylines, and you know, I can't wait for the uh, animated movie to come out. I just, I know it's coming. I can feel it. I can feel yes, it's coming, that, man. That's uh, what, what we're gonna do when it comes to the animation story. That's when we're gonna really kind of dive into our uh, superhero universe. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, but I think it's some great stuff, and. Uh, yeah. it, Twilighters, I hope you're listening. These, this is what real werewolves are about. <laughs> Goodness sake. So, I would yeah. like to say thank you for the inspiration, honestly. <laughs> I would say that, you know. Thank you for hey, it can come from something that you don't like, and you're like, I can do better. Right. <laughs> I can make that right. So, I can fix that. <laughs> well, Dwayne, it has been a real delight having you on our show today. Um, uh, for those of you listening or watching um, in below, you will see the clickable link right to the website. 
subscribe to it. You'll see the link to the merchandise. You'll see the link to the Kickstarter and all the latest news and see the beautiful artwork. I mean, these are reasonable. These, these are really, I mean, your prices are really good for what they are. I mean, it's beautiful work for the price you you guys are charging for everything. It's like, this is reasonable. I, I could do this. You know, this right. is for everybody. And this isn't everybody. 20% off. So, you know, you know, and then better. there's that. You know, you get a two nerds coupon. So we really appreciate your time with us today and being on with us for as long as you've been. Because, good Lord, it's been a long time. But we can't wait to see what you guys are going to do next. Um, and we just we wish you all the best with this because we love a good comic and we really feel you got a solid thing going here. Thank so, you. Thank you. I no, appreciate it. No problem. So visit the website. Visit us. Uh, we will be promoting this across our platforms, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, the good Tumblr. And, of course, for those of the two or three of you that follow us on Nebo, yes, we're still on there. Uh, so follow us there as well. And you can join me and my son on uh, Snapchat. And, you know, that's always fun. Um, he just makes fun of my stuff most of the time, sadly. So there's that. But we have a great plethora of stuff. We'll be doing the promoting the heck out of this. So thank you again, Dwayne, for coming on. Um, Ernie, if you would, please, because all comics deserve a great ending. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. We'll talk <laughs> to you guys next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel. <laughs>